I got a hard out too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have a hard out. I have a hard out. Everyone's aware. We, we have a hard out in less than one hour, so we're going to make quick work of this one, guys. We won't get too worried. Thanks for listening to Jim Owner's podcast. Well, I was worried I was going to mumble through that. If I didn't clarify, it was going to sound like I have a hard on. We have a hard Tyler has out. a hard on. He's so excited hard. to have you all There's here. nothing I love more than today's topic, guys. <laughs> Uh, sales objections in your gym. That's what we want to cover today. And not in the way that normally I think people are doing it, which was when someone presents you with sales objection, you're supposed to humiliate them and batter your way through these objections. And then, or on the other side of it is whatever the objection is, maybe you should change something about your business because, you know, when somebody turns you down or rejects you as the gym owner, if you're handling sales yourself, it gets very easy to get told no for a couple of reasons. And then you just focus on those reasons and you think your whole business needs to start to change. Um, that sucks. Today, we're going to cover some basic sales objections, what like the general consensus is for how to address how to address them. And we're really going to try and get behind them and figure out what that actually means. Okay. And if you're in the business of powering through people's like objections, where most likely they're lying to you and trying to force people into your membership and all that other shit, like just don't, people should want to do business with you. An objection is not uh, rejection. An objection is just a little bit of barrier. Hey, what about this? But very often when someone is presenting an objection, as a, they're doing it as a rejection. That's a very different thing. And they're just saying you something, saying something to you to be nice. So we're going to cover some stuff on this here. Help you sort your way through it. Before we start, make sure you get to the link in the description. I'll take you to the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Follow the show at Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow John over there at jbanksfl on Instagram. And you can follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. John, we we got on this subject because we were talking with the gym owner the other day, and they, we go through some reactivation email campaigns and stuff like this, and we got a message back from – gym owner got a message back from uh, a former client. And John, do you want to paraphrase what they said? Or quote it. I don't yeah, yeah. So the person's <laughs> like, you know, the very beginning it is – or quote them. Here it is. We're going to show you the email. Here's your we're fucking like, name, yes, too. I know where this goddamn person is. <laughs> No, so she she just emails back and says, oh, thank you so much for the email. I, I miss being with you guys. My schedule just no longer allows me to be able to get to your spot, right? So technically, that's objection number one, right? Yeah. But it's like my, my schedule no longer allows me to get to your spot. Um, but hey, I keep hearing, I think it would be super awesome if you guys would open a women's only gym somewhere in town. I think that would be really great, you know, and then TTFY, yeah. All right? So- First thing to note about this is one, if you're not contacting former members, you should. Because what did she really say there is, oh, I really wish I could. First off, it's a right. good thing. She's not mad that you emailed her. And if she wasn't, who? if she was a little bit, who gives a shit? Because she's not giving you any fucking money anyways. She's just giving you bad ideas. So I'm cool with it, right? There's a person who obviously liked you, liked your facility, enjoyed it, right? And so the first takeaway from this you need to do is if you're not doing some sort of reactivation thing where you're contacting regularly your entire list of former members to make sure the door's open for you to come back. You know, we do maybe put together a special offer. Some of that stuff we, John and I do in the Gear Academy, one of the first things that we run at people right away is those is a simple play to just get, get, get a little bit of action. That works. That works well. So you should be doing that because that's some feel-good outreach right there, right? That is a person who is now talking to other people in the community about your gym, They've, they're hearing and they wish that you would be the one to open it. That's great. Um, but definitely don't fucking do that. <laughs> well, because at the end of the day, I mean, right? Like this is, I mean, would, that, would be, that would be crazy, right? Like it just, it's, and not, it, it's not so much crazy as in like, okay, the women's only gym, like we all know, right? If we've been around, like that's been here, done that. Like yeah. that's been done. Curves right? was one of the, Curves is bigger at its peak. Was bigger than I think any of the current 24-hour franchises except for, and locations, except maybe Planet Fitness. Yeah. Globally. So back like early yeah. 2000s, mid-2000s. What are we looking at here? I mean, I, I even pulled some of this up because there's some like kind of like insider franchise info here. Was it like, God, what did they start at? Yeah, 1,200 locations in the year 2000. By 2005, almost 8,000. And then by 2011 was down to three and a half thousand and then completely closed everything. Now that's nuts, but I don't think that, by the way, this isn't this lady's fault. This is about us. Another objection though, that I think is right. is common. And that's where we kind of want to get at this. This is if, is it, is there, 
is there a bunch of women in your community that feel like they're just not welcome in your gym or in any gym? Is that really true? Um, one thing I want to tell you about clients when it comes to fitness, when they don't want to do fitness, they don't want to get in shape. They don't want to fucking own it. They don't want to do the work. So what they're going to do is say whatever thing that they can connect to them. There's a magnetism to excuses that I don't think people understand. It's the real reason for a lot of cases is I'm not willing to overcome any discomfort in any way in order to get fit. I'm not willing to go to a gym where there might be men and I get it. Some dudes suck in the gym or whatever, but like, let's fucking be real here. Like that's an issue between you and the gym owner and the gym owners should be worried about what should be concerned about how people are being treated and how they're feeling in their gym. So if as a client, you don't feel welcome in your gym, you best be taking that up with you. This is how you fucking correct this. You're just like, I'm never going to gym. I'm just going to not go. And so what happens is whatever, whatever like intersectional excuse works for them, people will find. So in this case, I'm a woman. I don't feel comfortable in the gym. I wish there was just a women's only place, but then you know what it would be if there was one, it doesn't fit my schedule or I really don't like it or I actually just bought this Peloton. So it just doesn't fucking matter. They're just going to, people are just going to find whatever excuse that they can to tell you. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part is until you're able to really connect with the real reason that they're pursuing fitness or not, right? This is an excuse for some, from someone who is not pursuing anything gym related. And that's fine. She must be doing something on her own. But I'm talking about the other people that are telling her that they wish there was a women's spot. What they really wish, I would hope, is just a place that they felt welcome, that accommodated them, that made them feel like they could be there. And that doesn't need to be all female gym. You could do this in your own gym by having a, by the way, invite them all for semi-private classes. Like it's just going to be one coach and exactly. you got a great new female personal trainer. It'll just be you guys that you've been led around the gym so being uncomfortable about what to do and not knowing what to do and feeling lost and then being the only female in the gym very rarely other than some of the more extreme power spots from every 24-hour gym i'm at is predominantly fucking female it's like 50 50 during the daytime and, and it really does at, at, you know what i mean at, at the closest often it's 60 40 yeah and and a lot of things you just nailed which is is probably where it comes from where it's like as a female for sure like my wife is a non-fitness person mm -hmm. she she equates any type of like physical workout activity as like punishment yeah so like where we find joy and like lifting weights and doing all that stuff is like she she's like i don't understand what's wrong with you all right and yeah. she's vocal about it but when i brought her two gyms before where i'll go work out and she's working out on her own she does feel this overwhelming sense of pressure where everyone's looking at me and it all comes from i don't know what i'm doing yep right and so then that can be very quickly where it's like well i prefer to just work out with a bunch of other people that don't know what they're doing either right and so then by someone who doesn't know what they're doing in a place with equipment that is useless that isn't oh. even very close right if we continue that rabbit hole like it's Curse like well, we're all for 30 minutes or less same by the way one of the things we're talking about the stagnating why that model stagnated so best only 30 minute workouts and they were like mm -hmm. all the same so even the clients who wanted a spot to go they were like well this sucks and they're like well we're not putting more resources into this because we've right. alienated half the population we've also kind of those facilities kind of alienate fit people like like i'm i'm okay with the catering portion of a significant portion of your business model to people who have a long ways to go in fitness sure. absolutely sure. but progress is what you're selling and progress should be appealing to anybody and that's the thing i think a lot of these people get it's like i get it you want to take people from zero to 50 that's your business model great but what if someone's at 35 and they want to go to 70 like do they got to feel like they got to transcend your spot or that your place is beneath them like there can't you can fit can fit more different archetypes of people into your business than you think. Um, but when I go through these uh, these objections, another one of the ones that was mentioned was like, I don't know what to do when I'm in the gym. And I think that kind of correlates to the thing that you said. I just don't know what I'm doing. Right. One of the things about sales objections is it's, one again, we said they can just be telling you no, and it can be a hard no, and they're just dropping whatever adjacent thing that they maybe kind of feel your way to get you off their fucking back. This is chaff. This is you ever yeah. see in a movie, the uh, countermeasures to like when you shoot a missile at air force one and they're like, and then the missile seeks those it's like flare. Yeah. That's what yeah. this is. This is fucking go away. Okay. This is a thing that we in the Midwest is, is 
Midwest nice. Midwest okay. nice. Yeah. Midwest nice, which means I'm not going to tell you, eh, I think you suck. I don't like you. I'm not a big fan of this whole thing that you came to me at. Your place sucks, smells weird, or I, everyone who look here, trains here, I can't imagine that I'd want to be around. So just fucking know. You know, that's the reality around here when someone's like, you know, it's just a bit too pricey and I'm pretty busy and I've got to chase the kids around. Like, that's what that means. That's what that means. Correct. And it's okay, but don't read too much into this. Now, sometimes there's reality. Those are rooted in reality. And it's an invitation to actually address an issue, right? We've always talked about part of our sales process is what do you look to accomplish this next few months? And they tell you. Okay, what's kind of been in the way of you getting there before? Oh, it's food stuff. I don't know what I'm doing in the gym. When they print, when when walked through those objections that way, it's an opportunity to address that objection with a service. We'll tell you what, if you're having trouble with the food stuff in regards to your weight loss, we got nutrition coaching here. Here's the successes we've had. It's only this much. Um, if you're worried about not being very familiar in the gym, we have personal training we can help you with. We also have some workout programs that we can send your way. It's part of our intro package. You can get on your feet and get knowing what you're doing. You do need to address them, but you cannot go hard on any of this, which is just be like, be like, well, we have nutrition coaching and we have this. And so now you're going to sign up. It's like, no, they, they need to be presented still not just as a hurdle they need to get over to buy, but it's a hurdle they need to jump over in order to be successful based on the terms that they've already defined that are in the way. And if you're just asking them, hey, do you want to join? And then they're like, well, not really. It's too expensive. Like, no, it needs to be rooted back into their why. And then you got a shot. And if they're just saying shit to get you off their ass and fucking go away, hit them up in a little bit. Another year, maybe they, if they didn't find Guys, another year, if they don't find anything else, they're going to still be looking. And if you were nice and cool and didn't ride them, someone rides me and gets pushy about that type of shit. I ain't never going back. Never going back. I will never go to a car dealership where a fucking salesman walks out to me in my car while I'm driving through and stops me to talk to me. Fucking (laughs) never. There's two places in town that do that, and I will never go there. I will never drive through there. Not even once. And that's important. So you can't just like bulldoze through these things like you have this perfect little thing. It needs to be these objections need to be overcome in the context. And I think on the subject of curves, it's just really, really interesting to see how that they address that one singular issue. Like the entire business went to address one objection to access 50 percent of the population. Right. Females only. And ideally, I think it was towards people that aren't necessarily in shape. And based on, because it was not rooted in the actual success of those clients, it was just rooted in there being a place where they can go sweat and where there's going to be no dudes and not really any real fucking outcomes or any real diverse amounts of training. It's you're just coming in and doing a 30 minute thing, you know, a quick thing. There's it's because that's not rooted in success. It was always bound to fail. And halfway through this, we start going through this, like, the CEO blamed the failures of the franchise on franchisees. And that, that did become a situation where a bunch of these franchise owners just wrote it. The brand grew, it peaked, and the ones that were up sold. Sold. And they sold immediately. And then as it started to contract, um, franchisees were selling their clubs to other people coming around buying them for as low as a dollar, by the way, as low as a dollar. Can you imagine buying at the peak and selling at a dollar just because but that's also predatory on the buyer's end of it too and then when the whole thing goes tits up who gives a shit it's all over with so like i don't you don't need to move complete you don't your whole business model shouldn't be based around one objection i think your business model needs to be based on a few of the objections that are centered around hey am i actually going to be successful because not knowing what you do in the gym yeah that's about your comfort but it really should be focused if your version is blended your version of solving that problem is blended between them being comfortable and actually knowing what to do because it will make them actually successful the thing they came to do mm-hmm. now we're talking and if you if you want to be able to have if you want to be able to have these niche populations that you serve they're are ways that are financial that allow you to be financial financially soluble, like in your own business as it is. Yeah. And we've touched on this before, where again, people may have objections, or they may again, it, they're flares that they're throwing out to just distract yeah. of like whatever. But 
we've we've had gym owners get distracted by these before where it's like well people really liked like this particular class that i did once so i'm thinking about having like the whole gym just be this now yeah. it's like wait what like think about it what that objection probably was which is this person came for that four or six week block when that class existed, they really liked it. You stopped doing it. And then you just had your normal shit that you were doing. And then when you reached out to that person again, it was like, Hey, I'd love to have you come back to the gym. And they say, well, you know, like, I really like that thing, but you know, I don't have time or whatever it was like it was. So what you do you think that now the whole gym just needs to become that one niche down class that you had? And it's like, no, 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 you're missing the point. Yeah. Like you're completely missing it. And I think we can fall into those traps really, really quickly because you just want, and I think it comes from a desperation. Of course, you didn't take it. Someone will say, yeah. Right. Yeah. So one of the things too that I, this is kind of goes hand in hand with what you just mentioned, John, is the, what about it's too expensive? As a generic, and I, I want these objections as ideally they need to be coming from your sales meetings if they're going to be okay. And if you're do, having your sales conversations the way we describe, right? What are you looking to accomplish the next 12 months? Great. What do you think is in the way of getting you there? What's been in the way in the past? Okay. Then you go forward with your presentation. Here's what we have to offer that'll fit. You walk them through it. All your objections then are based still on them solving the problem that they're going to come up with versus so if you're getting objections on fucking Facebook about a singular thing that they're saying, who can, nobody cares. That's not a real person. That's not a person who's probably on the brink of doing business with you at all. So just yeah. who gives a fuck? You got to shut that stuff up. As a business owner, it gets very tricky. John, we've been like online businesses with people and shit like that where we'll have people with a larger audience will get feedback from like lots of feedback from people. But what happens is there's just a couple, three of them that just get to the same thing. And then all of a sudden the person in charge goes, well, this is what the people are saying. I'm like, no, there's a bit of a survivorship bias here, survivor bias based on the amount, like how these requests or feedback is getting to your attention that it's only people that are complaining like this and those people are fucking weirdos and then maybe they don't need your entire podcast to become about this or your business to become about this or all your product and all your services need to become about so many people they just they shape it based on noisy feedback and not real feedback and not real objections or even worse not real data because like a statement here or there is not fucking data like, do you know how many pe guys go, you guys exist in the world, you go to stores and you see people and employee, like, there's a lot of fucking morons out there. What are you, you're just going to like, a person says a thing and you're like, yep, okay. I don't take business advice from hardly anybody, let alone someone who's never done any business with me and doesn't fucking know me at all is just going to tell me like, oh, well, you should do it this way. Okay. Would you, yeah, nothing frustrates me more, but on the too expensive thing, when that objection comes up. If it's within the context of your sales meeting, too expensive is what? That means you just don't have products that fit their budget, which means you don't have a very good offer stack and you don't understand the concept of downselling instead of upselling. Your best, most expensive, valuable thing should be at the top, man. The highest end shit. That's your one-on-one -on -one attention. That's thorough. This is me holding your hand, taking you through the gym. This is the VIP white glove, thorough, guaranteed results, body scans every week, nutrition coaching. I'm riding you, holding you accountable. Let's fucking go. But we're checking boxes every week. We're making progress every week. From, oh, fuck it. That's a high value shit. That's too expensive. You know what? Probably supposed for your budget, to be. if you don't have this much money, it is too expensive. Correct. Or if you don't value those types of services, right? If I don't value, if I'm a, I'm a dude, I'm not paying, I'm not paying that because I'm a dude who goes to the gym. I go to the gym on my own. I do my own thing. I have myself. So I don't need that. It's not valuable to me right now. So for two, three, four grand, I'm just, I would never pay that for it. Some people need it, right? Some people absolutely need it. And so when those people, when someone who doesn't comes in and goes, yeah, that's just, that's too expensive. Okay. Well, here's these other options. And they're only going to scan the price. They're going to see what literally fits their budget, want or require, want, wanted their desired spending versus what they can actually spend or expected spending is very different, right? Someone walks into a thing thinking, I'd like to get out of this for a fucking, I hope, I think this is a $50 a month type gym, right? <laughs> oh, excuse me. 
and they start dropping some $200 a month stuff on you. And that's the base off. You're like, oh, shit. Expectations were just off. Correct. But what if they got tons of disposable income? It almost doesn't matter. They'll still close at that base at 200 That's fine. So you need to have choices. And if these people don't have choices, they don't get to fall into their buying habits. They don't, don't get to reconcile their, the, their budget, their desired amount of money to spend with the outcomes that they're chasing and maybe the process they want to participate in. But if your sales process is completely incomplete and you're like, here's the thing, the one thing, the one and they, thing. that means they don't see the value in it they, they or they can't afford it. Most likely it's one or both, right? But you're not going to sit there and just tell them, I don't like this thing, which literally when, when you read these coaching things, they're like, they're like overcoming it, overcome this objection by showing them the value that they will receive for their money explain the equipment and professional assistance available and offering flexible payment plans is, 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 and promotional deals as well. Uh, that all sucks. Have a better, have better tiered products and better stacked offers so that you can actually serve people. That's about them. This is, means your needs, your wants, your budget. I don't care. Force your way up into this. Again, you're selling, you're selling, you're selling Porsches to fucking Chevy Cruise people, man. It ain't going to work. It's just not going to work. Because it's not about it being too expensive. Never was. Like, and that, because that is where it comes down to. Like, it was, uh, it was we were talking to a gym owner the other day, and it was, um, so many of you are going to be in this boat. So, like, please hear it because you will have heard it from us for so long. If you only, you people do not have a choice if they do not have more than one option, mm -hmm. right? Period. That was like the most sage advice I was ever given from the lawyer that babysat all of us to make sure we didn't get arrested when I played football. He's like, and I would ask him, Uncle Hiram, what do we need to do? I, I need to, I have a contract for this job. He goes, do you have another contract for another job? I go, well, no. He goes, well, then you don't have two options. Therefore, you don't have a choice to make. Yeah. You choose option one because that's what you got. Yeah. So the option problem is, is not, not working. It doesn't exist. It's not <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. So, you don't, so if somebody comes in and all you have is an unlimited membership, one unlimited general membership, it will only be yes or the 15 most popular objections that exist where at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with what just came out of their mouths. Yeah. But people like, and, and this was what was important was like, all right. So when we were talking to this gym owner, it, it was, well, tell me about how many people, well, I have this many people that are doing the general membership. Okay, cool. But that's not the total number of people I work with. What, what's the other group then? He's like, well, I have the same number of people the same number that I have that are on my recurring EFT that just buy two day passes a week. I go, what? He's like, well, yeah, like two day passes a week. So I'm like, you realize you just, you're slitting your throat with this. This yeah. means that you like your day pass is $15. You have the same number of people that want to come and work out at your gym but they don't want the, they don't want to come unlimited. So it doesn't make sense because their schedule is going to allow them to come twice a week. So it's, why don't you have a two day a week membership? Then you literally have people that are paying with their dollars that are telling you that they want to do this. The problem is now is that you now have established what that price is going to be, which yeah. is $30 a week that someone's going to pay you for a coach product. Not super awesome, but yeah. at the end of the day, people advice that they're going to give you or whatever someone's going to tell you means dick in compared to what people are literally doing with their dollars. Yeah. So yeah. luckily at least he had a day pass, but this is where you need to start looking for those of you that are still for the love of fucking God. If you are still running punch passes or if you are still running a uh, day passes that are less than $30 for the day. So day passes are day passes are expensive and they are for out of towners only. Correct. Like it should be like, what's your driver's license? If it's fucking in my County, you don't qualify for a day yeah. pass, but you have to have that structure down in your gym to allow it. So I've seen, like, you know, where I've seen ahead. a ton of people fall over this thing that this day pass mess is uh martial arts studios everywhere. Oh, and not because by the way, I love that martial arts studios and like some CrossFit gyms do this too as well, which I, I kind of don't mind that they do this, that they're like, if you're from out of town, drop-ins are free. I don't care if we kind of know you, especially in martial arts gyms, if you're an insider, like if you like every place I've dropped into for open mat or for class for like jujitsu, kickbox, whatever, 
They've been great. They've been accommodating and I've never had to pay, but I always buy something. I'm okay with that kind of, but because they offer day passes, there's a lot of these places that get people like, well, I got to come in from a little ways out and I, I can only get in once a week or maybe only twice a week. And, you know, if the whole membership's for up to five classes a week or whatever that you offer, like now I'm, you know, I'm kind of missing. So I'm just going to do day passes. And the answer is fucking no. You're either a member here or you're not a member here. I really prefer it that way. And I'm, I'm sure there's ways I could be more flexible in my thinking for it. I've just never seen it work worth a shit. I've never seen a person who's willing to commit on a day pass level get fucking great results because they're not, they're not committed. And even in the martial arts side, whether you're fitness, CrossFit, 24 hour, whatever, if you're only going to pay as you show up to the gym, that incentivizes you financially to not show up to the gym. Okay. For sure. If you end up paying 20 times that, and it would actually equal as much as if you showed up four times a week. Well, guess what that financially incentivizes you to do? Show the fuck up to the gym. That's the point. Like money is their investment. Time and effort is their second and third investment in this. That's it. Like there's no, there's nothing around this. So people need to be invested for it to work. So stop giving them outs. I just, I don't, it's, that's my rant on this stuff, but you give people, if someone wants to come and start to learn jujitsu or learn to find any MMA or shit like that, do you think the person coming in spending 10 bucks once a week and then it's every other week, is they, were they really getting like, I want to get good at this? No, they're not. And eventually they're going to fall off. They all fall off because they're not committed. It's not recurring. It's not automatic. It doesn't yep. hold their feet to fire. When they pay out something that they know they haven't been going to, what does that sit in their head? Like, fuck, I got to get going to this. Because I'm, I'm wasting money if I don't. Okay, that's that's how it should be set up because that gives them the best chance to succeed. We've ranted on day passes before. I don't want to get too... We, we have, but, it, but it's so relevant. And it's not like it's if you listen to this podcast, right? It's for the, for the love of God. Listen to some of these things, right? Like, you just listen and implement them. And if you're right on the cusp where you're like, man, I, I like what these guys have to say. I've been listening to, it's, we're over 100 episodes. I've been listening for one every week for the last year fucking plus. It is like, this is your, if you don't know what to do and you are absolutely confused, fucking shoot us a message. Yeah. We won't charge you to talk to you about what you've got going on. Yeah. It just is, you are right there. You just need this push and you're getting distracted. You're yeah. either getting distracted by objections that are happening from people that come in or you're getting distracted by other gyms that are in your area. Like whatever it is, it ends up just being, at the end of the day, it's like shiny object syndrome where you're just getting distracted by stuff that yeah. doesn't matter because it, at least it makes you feel like you're trying to solve a problem, but at the end of the day, it's a false road. It's a dead end. It's just going to take you somewhere and you've just lost time. So what about this one? This is on this list of 15 common gym sales objections, which was also the first objection that the this, the lady who had messaged the a while back to one of our gyms had mentioned, which is, I don't have enough time. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the, the hard sales thing is emphasize the efficiency of these workouts and the open range of range of open hours in the gym. And offer quick, high-intensity workouts that can fit into busy schedule. Who's what? Are, okay. So, so when they say I don't have like enough it. time, or yeah. by the way, these two things I think go hand in hand. Or I can work out at home. Okay. Those people are telling you no. They're, yeah. they're, this is a thing that we've talked about a bunch of people lie, John, when they want out, they lie. Your clients are lying when they leave. Do you know how useless the data is that you get when you do exit interviews from people about why they're leaving? Especially if you're, especially if it's a coach product more than Tyler, what's the purpose of an exit interview? Just so we can say it out loud. Cause we all know what it is. Can I tell you the truth is to try to get them back in. That's it. That's the whole That's point it. to say That's that it's it. an exit interview. So you can know is bullshit. You yeah. are going to try a last ditch effort the same <laughs> way. I'm trying to cancel some fucking software that I subscribe to. I don't know who yeah. does it. Some, somebody's really bad at this and I can't remember who it is, but it's like, I want to cancel. Oh God, you want to cancel? Well, what if we discount this at 50%? Wait, what? No, no, no I, I, I don't, I don't want it. What if we give you the next three months for free? Yeah. What? It's like no, serious I it's like satellite radio. That's what it is. That's exactly yeah. Yeah. what it is. It's satellite radio. And it's like, dude, come on now. Like it's yeah. Anyway. 
Yeah. So, the, but this, you get an, you're going to get an exit interview and someone's going to say, oh, it's just too expensive or my financial situation changed or, um, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I've, my job schedule changed. Like none of it is real. They did not get the value that they wanted and they're going to immediately, again, excuses, just magnetism towards excuses. And they're going to go, okay, I want out of this. Whatever I've determined is me. It's not me that I'm going to tell this business and it's going to be, yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. Well, why? Uh, busy, uh, work, uh, kids, soccer, uh, fucking Anything. whatever. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Give me multiple choices Angeles. and I'll pick two of them and I'm out of here. Like, but you cannot take that data. If they tell you they don't have enough time. If they tell you they don't have enough time, especially if you're a 24 hour spot or you have mornings, noons, and evening, like if they don't have enough time to do that, they're not choosing between your gym and another gym. They're telling you that they're going to sit on ass and continue. So that's just fine. That's a person who's not pursuing fitness. That's what that's what I hear about all of this. And when I see her, I can work out at home. Like, hey, that's great. But I do think each of these does not offer an opportunity for you to bulldog them back in. But if these two objections are coming along and are tethered to the sales process that we've talked about, you don't have to batter ram through and say, well, what are we talking about? Like we got quick high intensity workouts that can fit into your busy schedule. That sucks. But it's like, okay, that I, I get that. If you can't make it in, you can't make it in. like that's a, it's a flawless excuse. If I can, I don't have time. But what this thing is, is when they say, but I, I really have got to lose this 30 pounds. I've been struggling. Okay, perfect. Well, if you can't afford our the membership and stuff, we do have these uh, our, nutri- our remote nutrition coaching and then some remote working remote workouts that you can do. If you're interested in any of those, let me just downsell them on the way out. Downsell them on the way out because and then you can say something like, "It's if if I'm just trying to address your objection to continue moving you forward, that's rough because you don't know if that objection is real. They're just being nice." But if I address that objection as a way to move you back down, because, okay, well, you don't have time. Here's a product that we have that's, that will basically get you closer to where you want to be. You only lose 20 pounds. Nutrition is most important. Gym is not where we lose weight. Okay, The gym is where we do work. This is where we build. This is where we build good habits, discipline. We build health there. But if you're trying to lose weight, we got to work on the food thing. And so if you can't afford the membership or you want to be working out at home, like our, our remote nutrition coach is just such a great job. You get a 12, 16 week plan, 200, 300 bucks and you're good to go. And, and, and if then as I can't afford that, you've downsold them all the way out and say, okay, perfect. Hey, no problem. Whenever your situation changes, we're happy for you. And what you're doing there is you are educating and then sending them on their way and you're leaving what motel six will leave the light on for you. Like the idea is like, it's, you're just going to leave it open. The door is open for them because then they can always be able to come back like prodigal son. Like it is the reality is they can come back to you and continue that work, but you will burn a bridge if you bully somebody. Yeah. I mean, have you ever walked, you've been in these, you never, I never respect that salesperson. I never want to go back in any of those situations. If I feel like I'm having to continue to throw up nose, uh, uh, no, no, you you're selling fucking timeshares like you're just locking them in and and by the way this timeshare sales sales people and like the really pushy car sales people i've talked about this mm-hmm. bald tanned fucking psycho that's all over instagram and tiktok because i fucking hate <laughs> I, this story. i'm not he's not God, in my i want to i want to fight your this guy's so fucking bad mind. it's rage to me like this guy sucks <laughs> peak sucks he's small he talks tough. I'm going to fucking rip his goddamn arms off. This guy sucks. And he's just, it's the worst. You never, as a person wanting to wanting to buy anything, do you want to deal with him or anyone who's ever fucking learned how to sell from him? It sucks. It's the goddamn worst. But their thing is it just bulldog through it and that every objection is da, da, da. And I just, you'll never go back to something like that. And I think part of the reason we want you to save face because you our local business. That's what a lot of these things don't get. If these dorks are selling software online or whatever, like there's another one of these guys says, what's that? You're, you're doing cold calling and shit like this, selling fucking infinitely scalable stuff where you just got to go through 200,000 leads a year. Okay, great. But your gym is not that, which means you cannot be taking sales advice from people that deal with that amount of volume in your gym because you will absolutely torch out your, your target market completely. And what's the turnover rate on your area? Let's be honest where you're at, how many new people are in and how many old people move out within your like, 
two miles, three miles, four miles of your place. Yeah, right. There's just there's just not that many. So you're going to run out of them pretty quick if you're pushy and awful, or you force box people into contracts, or you do all a few of those things. You'd get one chance with one person, and even if they tell you no, now you're never going to get them again. Whereas if you do this right, what you can do is you just go back to every every person you have this conversation with should be entered in your system as a lead. That they're actually sitting down and they're having this conversation with you. They and and so what you do is you reach out to them in a big batch, just like we talked about in the very beginning of this episode reactivation like hey we haven't seen reactivation works for people that were former leads too right hey haven't heard you heard from you in a while uh i hope you found a way to find some fitness that works for you but we if you haven't we'd really love to have you back if you want to chat because another year of them doing nothing well maybe the schedule has freed up or maybe simply whatever excuse they gave you that wasn't real the other things that they did or did not do in the last year has put them in a situation where they understand that they need to get fit and that not doing fuck all isn't going to help them. And you don't need to tell them that. You don't need to make your sales process about that. Just this is a larger system. So don't fucking burn these bridges the first time you see somebody because they won't commit to your – some of these gyms, some of these these people are bullying through these objections. And I know what these types of gyms are that are listing these common sales – like. These are people that are freaking out about $50, $60 a month shit. Like how shitty are you to peak at $600 a year out of somebody to give, like to push into this, like to push that hard into like, well, geez, I mean, what we do have faster options. You can exercise faster. We have hit workouts. I know you say you're too busy, but you got to be, you got to. And it's like, oh, that's, I won't fucking, I won't have that conversation for $50 a month. There's no fucking way. So it's not even worth tarnishing your reputation for such a such a shitty low return on your fucking effort like proposition it's it sucks at least a used car salesman who's slimy and is awful at least they're moving five ten twenty thirty fifty thousand dollars a unit yeah it's worth and they it's these worth dorks them. apply that type of sales structure just ruthless reputation torching sales sales strategies to your business which is based on people. The, you go buy a car, you don't have to go back and see that scumbag every fucking day. So you can kind of grind it out and you can get through because you wanted the vehicle. You don't get to do that if you're a gym. So if you get a little pushy and you make it seem like, God damn, it's not welcoming. You kinda, they're going to come back and see you every day. They're going to come back and get coached by you. We're going to come back and get coached by your employees, other people who you've trained like this. That's fucking crazy. So you do not have the scale. You do not operate on the scale. Being a local brick and mortar business to just burn your burn all of these opportunities by just whatever excuse someone gives you, let me fucking power ahead. Sucks. Now I touched on earlier the idea where you want to be able to have people that the way you get proper opinions from people is that they pay with their dollar. Yep. Right. So that's that's how they're giving you their opinion. They want to pay you. That's the only that's the only mode that matters. It's the that's it. If are people paying you to do your service, then your service is valuable until you have them doing that. You don't do anything. And, but what's important is understand what we're talking about. These are objections from people that aren't paying you yet. So we do talk about how important it is to actively and routinely survey, not fucking strangers. Do you know what happens when you survey strangers? You get Bodie McBoat face. Yeah. When you survey <laughs> yeah. strangers, People that are on the internet are going to fucking troll you or they're going to say whatever. So that's not what we're talking about. But when you survey your people, and this is also good for like general surveying, talking to a gym owner where they're like, you know, we have a, um, a very high aging population in our area. And when you talk about it, it's like, well, what's the average age of the people in your gym? Uh, 30s. Okay. We've now well, established that an opportunity. There it is. So like yep. immediately what has happened is that you have just now been told by your population of who do you have, but who are you seeing everywhere you live? So if you live near the fucking villages in the state of Florida, where is a goddamn STD extravaganza for everyone 65 and older, you probably want to have a gym that's going to service those individuals. Yeah. Because you have a ton of old people, but if you only have young people in it, it's like very private bathrooms. I might add. <laughs> I would say have a sauna for sure. Group saunas, yeah. no windows, oh, no doors. 
<laughs> and just That's a not... drain. Have a drain in the middle where it's you a just rough come in theme. and <laughs> hose it off. How gangster would that be? But it's this my point that I'm making is the idea is your people are telling you. So if you look at your gym, but it's not where you want to go, well, now that's something to do. Now I need to adjust my marketing. And now just because your market is what it is does not mean that is what it has to be. Like not your market, but your current demographic. Let me rephrase that, right? Um, if your current demographic in your gym is mostly male, well, shit, that sucks. Unless that's on purpose. So if that's on purpose, it's great, right? Yeah. But if somehow, you're, we did, John, we address this very directly with the martial arts gyms because we must. Right, because martial yeah. arts is not for everybody. There's going to be a bit more—not turn and burn, but there's going to be a bit more trouble with retention because violence is not something that every everybody needs. Fitness, not everybody is going to be willing to get strangled to do it or to get punched in the face in order to pursue fitness. It's just—it's not for everybody. Therefore, you're going to have to go through more people, which means you cannot just be like, "Yeah, we're just do dudes that do jujitsu, or just dudes that do MMA." Like, you're already too far in that. The, the initial, what's the word? The initial impression that people are going to have about your business, like it's probably just a bunch of bros. So you have it's to dispel that and you have to encourage it. So what we did was very specifically made sure at least that on our content, there was females, right? And at least when we had females in our gym, we did everything we could to make sure they felt welcome. We are, we did everything we can to make sure that we've now built a really good base. And we have some females that train from striking, grappling, MMA, but we had to build it from nothing. And when it, when the business started and it's just come to someone's garage and we're going to beat the shit out of each other like that, you're not going to get very many women. Just probably don't, not. Probably not. Really literally baby, none. Like actually, literally zero. Yeah. yeah. And now we're at, uh, you know, we're probably looking at a quarter, 25, 30% female, which is great. But you, you, but that's because we went, okay, we're just getting a bunch of dudes. And if we're not getting enough leads, we, we need more business. Well, who, who should be doing, who should come here? Who can we help? Right. And it was like, well, geez, yeah, we're, of course, all our marketing is just people punching each other and tough guy shit. You know, our logo is someone smashing someone in the face from Mount. Like, that's rough. That's a rough, that's a rough intro to like, that yeah, seems welcoming. So we worked on it. Right. And in this case, very specifically, you mentioned, you know, we got a bunch of 30 year olds, fit people, great. But you know what? In the goddamn daytime, there's nobody here. And we have such a high amount, high aging population here right now. We need to get them here. Because right. Jesus, there's so many people. We could get 200 more people here on memberships that would come in once or twice a week and just move a little bit. And and how do we make sure that those people know that we can do it? Do how do we target them? How does our content do? How do we reach them? How do we do that? That is attracting a person to your thing because they're welcome. That is not creating an entire new facet of your business. It's identifying what you can do and who you can help and then just seeking it out. Now, one of these other things that when we talk about, I want to just jump right back real quick to options because one of these objections that they have, it's like they almost flirt with the right answer to this here and then they get it so wrong on the other stuff. But I don't want to get locked into a contract. So what did they sure. say? What's the solution? This offer a variety of membership options, including short-term month-to-month contracts. So in, in one case here, they're like, yeah, downsell or fucking have different offerings, different pathways for them. But that's the only yeah. one. Everything else is just, yeah, shove them through this. I'm too old. I'm too young. Just say, no, you're not. That's literally their thing is, yeah, no, you're not. We have equipment <laughs> suitable for your old ass. You're not. Don't, like, don't be a bitch. Yeah, you're not too old. You're not too young. It's like, well, it's got to be more than that. But again, that conversation coming from what they want, if they start with what they want to accomplish, I'm too old. Okay, but you said you body hurts and, and so you just don't okay that that let that person go every one of these objections if it's in the context of the way our sales meetings are supposed to be going focus on their goals they're not as they don't carry as much weight they don't strike as hard and they're just not if that comes up at that moment in the conversation we're kind of done, okay yeah i get it is there anything else we could do we talk nutrition coaching if you're trying to get help we can work on your health away you do some stuff at home nothing okay Hey, no problem. We're here for you. But God damn, all of this is, these are really bad. Don't but, stop taking sales advice based on blog stuff. I don't know what to tell you. I guess, John, we're just doing this with our voices, but I'm not overcoming sales objections. It's the thing I fucking hate the most. Like it's a term I hate. It's a strategy I hate. Do you remember the one, it was like a Hormozy thing, which was like, if, if someone comes in and says that, oh, they don't have, I don't have my card or whatever. It's like, the f because so many times people say, oh, I don't have my my debit card. I don't have my credit card with me. I, I'll have 
let me talk to the wife and I'll get back to you. The, the solution to that is before the meeting starts, because so many people use that excuse, before the meeting starts, ask them for their ID so you can match it up or whatever. And that usually when, when they take out your, their wallet, they know they have their ID and their credit card. Well, that's because they can say, I don't have my wallet. I don't have my wallet. So let's get your ID, make sure it's here. And then you're like, oh, well, for sure you have your wallet. So then that eliminates that. And then the other one is take the other objection to that, by the way, the other pathway that's even worse, which is take out your phone and open your banking app and let me get your routing number shit. Dude, fuck those guys. Fuck that. If you're doing that, you suck. (laughs) You're the fucking worst. Your product sucks. They don't want it. And all you're doing is catching them in a lie and making them ride that (laughs) lie all the way into the rocks. If that's how you want your business to go, go for it, dude. But like, I just be better, have better products, get the right people into these meetings, connect. By the way, if someone was really connected to what they're trying to do there and truly believed that your stuff had the value to to deliver it to them and they got choices that would fit their budget and it's something they're actually fucking interested in doing, they'll just buy it. But it's because your products suck, you suck. Everything sucks. Your marketing sucks. The whole thing doesn't add up to something they believe in. And they're like, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, I forgot my wallet. He's like, well, let me see your phone. Everyone does online. Let me see that. (laughs) And the reason why. Dude, some of the, I don't understand how people don't get hit. Because I get a little defensive if I'm simply trying to be nice. I'm like, yeah, actually, I got a a credit card at the house. Oh, well, just get out your banking app. I'm like. My my switch would get flipped immediately, and I'd be like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Don't. Don't. Back this shit off. I'm never setting foot here again. I told you man to man, whether it's true or not, we all have to deal with the reality. I said this. Now I'm going to go do that, or I won't. But that's what I have said. I, I don't have my credit card. I will talk to my wife about it, and then I will come back, and we'll decide what we're going to do. But I wife how much I hate you. I fu- now now my wife's got to come get me out of jail because I smashed somebody's <laughs> fucking face off a goddamn desk. God damn it! You'll be wearing and- nose strips just like your fucking favorite sales dork too. Like that shit sucks the most, man. Just don't take advice from these people about barreling through sales objections. That shit is what? for different products. It's just not it. You're, yeah. You have to be built to already diffuse them. Based, they need to diffuse them themselves. If you're not built like that. Then you're just going to be out there. And this is why you hate selling. This is why gym owners hate selling because they try to do that stuff. And it doesn't feel right. It doesn't fucking work. People need to be bought in. You you hate selling. So there's several things that I want I want to bring. You just threatened to beat people up. I, I mean, think you did. Right. You did. Yeah, you just threatened violence. But I think we'll bring us back, right? <laughs> into like not in jail. The fact is these these tips and tricks and these Jedi mind melds that they're, they're um, trying to get you to memorize and learn. You're dealing with a very particular lead. And these are cold leads that are coming off mm-hmm. of ads where your ad is um, nebulous, right? It's ambiguous. The ad kind of is bringing them in to do a thing, but it's not that thing. So very often it doesn't even mention your gym by location brand right. or anything. It's just like a, a, thing it's very mlm feeling and so because people's guards are up so strong in that scenario the people you have get in you have to now go to you you're at war right you are battling with this individual to get them to a sale that the expectations were not set ahead of time and this is where this is why we don't do things this way everything if you listen to the last hundred plus hours that we've talked it is always about setting expectations first So if we establish those expectations ahead of time through honest marketing and then having the offer correct, because that's really then when it comes to it, where it's like if the offer is built correctly, it now is just a conversation. Yeah. And you're able to take that person through a natural conversation. Expectations are established. And now you are able to just now when someone does give you an objection, a lot of times it's just, hey, I'm worried about this. Could you help yeah. me not be worried about this? And you just say, well, yeah, actually, you know what? We ha- I've had several people that have been worried about not having enough time to be able to get this, but we actually have the ability to do X, Y, and Z, and they've been very successful. And that just allows the person to say, oh, good. Yeah. And the way I would always describe it is if those expectations are set, the person you are now in a sales meeting with is either a longtime friend that is coming back to come talk to you or it's your grandma. 
And how are you going to talk to your grandma about this? When grandma says, I'm nervous, you're not going to say, grandma, don't be a bitch. Yeah. Grandma, go get your wallet. No, you'll be like, oh, well, let's let's help explain whatever you're nervous about. And then there's a big difference between a concern and a true objection. A concern like said, is like a, God, a rejection. It, and the concern is always it's a, it's about the value, it's about the fit, um, it's about the likelihood of success. Those those concerns are reasonable to talk about, but when it comes up is, yeah, I don't know, it just seems too expensive. Okay. Well, we have cheaper options. For, like, take the things that they say. Know that they may be lying, but then just go to that thing. Don't take that thing and be like, I mean, it's too expensive. It's like, what are you? Okay, you're gonna you're gonna fucking diabetes is expensive, bro. It's your fucking problem. Like, that's yeah, was, some of this stuff is nuts. Everyone who works with me better have fucking abs. Does, does your wife allow you to get your balls out of her purse? Like, is you well, you're, you're right. It's well, some so of that some of that stuff. By the way, did you see some of the stuff of the spouse stuff? It's like, well, I mean. Your spouse, you, if you went to pick a car, you, you you wouldn't do this. It's like, what are we playing fucking weird games like this? <laughs> no, like you're getting like, people to like prove that they're like, no, no, I make I make decisions. I make I make decisions. I make I, I make decisions. I can make decisions. That sucks. Keep that shit out of your business because that's that represents your business. There's many will say no. Still, right. By the way, many. It's a numbers game. So many are going to say no, and then that's their experience they had with you. So when someone says, oh, I was going to go to gym or someone's asking around your community, how many gyms, John, are within five miles of your place right now? Six. Six. Okay. So when somebody who does not have a gym membership is not doing any fitness, so there's all, all people who need, have that need are get, being compelled towards this one way or another. So when they're having conversations amongst themselves or amongst other friends about gym. So way more people have attempted, gone to gyms and stopped or gone to gym and not bought than those that are currently in gyms, right? You'd agree? Therefore, when they're talking to their friends, coworkers, family, and they're saying, hey, like, which gym should I go to? And they're like, well, I would watch, geez, this fucking spot box me into a yeah. two-year contract. And that's like, where this guy was like super pushy and I just I needed to think about it. And he was fucking awful about it or mm -hmm. this one they only have one thing or this one they only do classes or this one's just for chicks or this one is all dudes and it's scary dude. like but like that pool is shallower than you already think mm -hmm. right the people you're competing with and you do not get a lot of chances to make a first impression and your first impression goes the furthest even with people who aren't doing business with you you didn't have an opportunity to even make that person successful okay but you didn't have to take that opportunity to trash your business's public perception. Okay. By mm -hmm. letting, by you being a shitty, like pushy kind of salesperson and just like doing all the wrong shit, dude, like just not making it about them, their journey, the things they want to accomplish, present your products, be cool about it. If it's too expensive, down, sell out and go, no, nah, it's not going to work. Okay. Well, great. We'll hit you up maybe in a year. We'll see, see where you're at. And I, you know, I wish you all the best. Then when that person leaves and someone in their circle in a few months goes, hey, I may be looking about a gym. Have you heard of this spot over here? And they're going to say, when they talk about your spot to this guy, they say, you know, I went in, it was a bit expensive. Like the top options were like, it's awesome stuff. Like it's nice. Like their top op, they do personal training and food stuff. There's a lot, of, it's just more than I can afford. But the guy was really nice. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so much better. So much better. And, and that's what you got. That's how this stuff has to be built because you sell like these fucking sales gurus on the internet and your ship will be sunk very, 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 very quick. Yeah. You just don't have, you just don't have the population to burn through like that in that way. Cause you still got a grocery shop. You still got to look the person in the eye because your kids are going to play on the same sports teams. Yeah. Like it's, it's your, you are not them. They are not you. The other thing that I wanted to call out was this idea where like, you don't like to sell. For you guys as gym owners, I don't, I don't like to sell. And this can come from where it's you're you've done your best to build out whatever you've got. And you either have had bad experiences where people tell you no, and that sucks, right? Like rejection sucks. They don't want to do it. It doesn't align, whatever. Or you just continue to pack in shit. And it's just like, I just don't like the high stakes or feeling uncomfortable in that sales process. And the biggest thing is, it, what you are trying to talk to someone about is not simple enough. It's not streamlined enough to where you can have the confidence that like your 10 year old could talk someone through it. And that is the beauty of just having it pre built ahead of time to where it can take someone through a conversation because mm -hmm. that's yeah. all it is. 
is it's just a conversation and getting out of your own way. Too many gym owners that we talked to in the very, very beginning when we're just getting started, there is a, a moment where all of them go, dude, I would never spend this much money. And it's just this get out of your own fucking way. You are not your clients. You are not the people that you're trying to serve. You are not them. You are ahead. You are trying to provide that service to them. And so getting out of your way and having the confidence that it, this is built to handle, to make every single person that walks through your gym, to allow them to have the greatest chance of success. It's, it is a little bit of mind woo woo bullshit, but it is, it's flipping where it's, you are setting it up to where you can now make them successful. They can actually achieve their goals. They have the ability where you are serving them. To where now, instead of this one size fits all, smash them in, hopefully they'll be there and I'll try and coach my balls off because I'm a good coach and do all. It's no, no, no. We just build this to be exactly what they need to be able to be successful. And then you just do that. And then it so it takes this weight off of your shoulders to where now it's not ride or die. And I yeah. think there's just too much pressure gets put on you guys where it is. I have to make this sale. I only get so many leads a day and I actually have somebody that's interested. So then what you do is um, you get a little bit spastic. Have you ever seen a three-year-old interact with a bunny before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh God, he's going to kill yeah, the bunny because bunny. he's never, yeah. he's never got his hands on the bunny before. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's so cute. I love it. And it's, and that's what you're doing with your leads. These yeah. people that come in, there's like, well, I have this friend and they're here and they would be like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> let me touch yeah. your face. And then, yeah. and then it becomes, and now it becomes a problem. Or they ignore him. Or they're nearly ignored. It, it, there's, 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 ignored. there's the overbearing version, which almost goes to some of this pushy objective stuff. Because if you don't have the moves or the reps to back it up, trying to overcome sales objections the way some of the pros tell you is you're gonna fucking eat a plate of shit. It's gonna be bad. But also being too nonchalant about it, especially when you just have a singular product, it's you don't seem interested in it. So why would they be interested in it? It sucks. And so yeah. this is why you kind of need to meet in the middle, which is I'm enthusiastic, but I was enthusiastic when it mattered. I was enthusiastic when I set about, about helping you when I set up my business so that I offer multiple tiers of products and services to cover your diverse amount of needs, your budgets, your time, all this stuff. So here, we got something for you, right? Take a look. And then I can be a little nonchalant about that moment with a quick two, three sentence conversation. And I said, hey, well, let's, let's go through this. What are you looking to do? And then bam, they go through and they're just going to pick it, man. And that's it. Let it, let it handle itself. So if you don't want to constantly have to stress about this sales thing, like fucking every single time someone comes through the door and feel like you're just sitting on a, you're just a person on an island yelling into the void while people continue to tell you no, or even worse, they commit for your silly little $150 a month product that sucks. And they all either commit to that or don't. That's your that's your greatest success is some yeses at that. That sucks too. So you need to open the door so that your system is built to give people a high, high, high likelihood of success so that every once in a while you hit some damn home runs too. You come out and a lot of these gyms are coming out. They're stepping up to the plate and you're just bunting every time someone comes in. You're not even yeah. swinging. You're going, okay, well, I sure let's just put this one down the third baseline and see if it works. And that's all you're doing. Sometimes you got to put the ball in play. You got to swing. You got to swing for the fences. You don't do it every time, but it better be in your skill set or you're not going to make it very far in this league. So prepare ahead of time and then you can be nonchalant about it. Okay, all I got to do is worry about connecting them. And I don't have to over explain my products. It's all presented in a way. And I wish it sounds like we're selling some like super slick software thing. That's like, ah, oh, this is, it's really not like we just help people build that out based on what they do. There's no, whatever you do, there's no secret sauce. I love, I, lo I would love for this to be, yeah, this is the revolution app. And you got to like, that's, it's not that this isn't that this is fucking, it's not, a human process and it's about yet. them and you, I guess it could be right. We do <laughs> eventually have, we have some, we'll have, we'll have a revolution this, app. It's a great idea. Spreadsheets to do some stuff or whatever <laughs> for us on the back end, but but it requires every gym has different offerings, different specialties, different target clients. So like you just yeah. got to build it, just fucking build it. God, what's it take? A couple of days. It's not that much work, but it's it it greatly increases your upside. It will intensely increase your closure rate, and it'll make your whole sales process much easier, scalable. You can plug anyone in to sell for you. Then at that point, anyone, any coach, anyone you want. It doesn't always have to be you at this point because otherwise you, you're just the reason a lot of gym owners struggle to put coaches up in sales is that y'all don't have a sales process it's worse of shit you don't really have anything to go so you're just parking a person and they're not selling the potential client on your gym 
the coach is just selling the potential client on themselves or the equipment and it sucks. And so it's tough. So if you want help with that, hit us up, message me at Tyler Finstone on Instagram, message the show at the gym owners podcast on Instagram. John is at J banks FL. Go to gymownersrevolution.com. Get in the Facebook group. I hope this helped. And if you're seeing, show me, by the way, share with me your favorite awful bad sales advice if that shit comes across. You see these like sales gurus. Send them my way because I just, one thing I like, it's like getting my blood boiling about some shit I hate about twice a day. I got it. I got it. It fuels me. Especially when I'm in a fasting fasting block right now too where it's like, I get get a little bit of that rage in me about 9 a.m. and I don't need anything but have coffee and a little bit of stupid social media rage. rage. And I'm good till I'm good till late at night. Uh, I'll just send Tyler be like, yeah, fuck this guy and send him a clip. He's just like, oh, yeah, I do. That's actually what I send John a lot. It's like, look at this fucking shit. shit. This is nuts. All right, guys, we got to get going. Follow us, follow the show, get in the Facebook group. Link is in the show description. I will see. We'll see you all next week. Bye.